Dating Skills Review. The central source for dating advice for men presents Dating Groove Insider. Hey, this is Angel from Dating Skills Review. Uh, today we have Future from Lo uh, Love Systems, uh, who is generally called Thompson. So we'll go go with that for the call. Hey, Thompson. How's it going? All good, all good. Okay, well, so it's, it's it's really cool to be talking to some of you guys. We've got some some of the Love Systems guys on, on the call uh, over the next few weeks, and um, Thompson's actually been um, in in the community and around for a very very long time. So first of all, I wanted to get a bit of background on you know exactly when you got into the community, when you started all of this, because you know you're really one of the people uh, who's been around here the longest and one of the the guys who's been working with Love Systems the longest. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say uh, I have been working at Love Systems the longest, besides Savoy. Um, the, uh, uh, but uh, I, well, I mean, my background was probably like a lot of other community guys. I, um, uh, for, especially from that time period where I, uh, I got out of the Marines in 2004 and um, came to New York and thought, you know, being a veteran, being uh, 23 at the time, and uh, being able to buy the co-eds at my college beer, sure, certainly um, uh, vaginas would be flapping down from the sky, um, and uh, and it turned out that was not the case. I had, uh, as, which, it, you know, it shouldn't have surprised me because I was the kind of kid. I you know, I played Magic: The Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, you know, I love video games, and so it's like, you know, it's not these aren't these aren't the kind of hobbies that that sort of grow your game. Um, and so when I, uh, when I was in high school, you know, I was, if, I, if I went to a dance at all, I would read poetry in the back, and you know, Marines had to force me uh, out of the barracks to go and you know, play reindeer games. So um, you know, the fact that I arrived in New York, the city didn't go, hey, yeah, lots of hot young girls to fuck you. We got that right over here. That's, you know, that'll, that'll be this. Like, no, that wasn't how it worked. So um, I went to a David D'Angelo seminar, and um, the seminar itself is the Clubs and Bars seminar. I'm sure he's got a DVD out, um, and uh, um, I'm probably on it because I asked some questions. And uh, the seminar itself was kind of crap, but... It had, but you know, it's like anybody who finds this stuff where it's a whole new way of thinking. So I was just like, "What? This is crazy." There's a whole community. There's, they're like all these people like doing this. It was, it was, it was this. It, you know, it was like, uh, you know, it's this. There was no the game at that point, and there was no, there were no TV shows. There was no keys to the VIP. There's nothing. So it was just the internet and a bunch of horny dudes trying to figure out what they, what their brothers and fathers hadn't taught them, and it was awesome. Um, so. I took my I took my workshop with uh, Mystery in March 2005, and um, Savoy invited me to be one of the first approach coaches for the company. And um, I, there's there's a lot more there, but I feel like I've already taken up time with this question. So um, September 2005 was when I uh, started working with the company, and sort of I think later in that month or early October that month, I got on the website, and that was uh, that was me. Wow, so basically over five years now, and that's 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 a pretty long time. Almost record. six, yeah, almost six. It'll be yeah. six, um, six, six with Love Systems, in some form, um, this coming September. And still going strong. 
Yeah, no, I mean, this is, uh, you know, I took a hiatus when I, I fell in love um, uh, with a girl I met on August 20th, 2007, and uh, I took a hiatus from the company um, and came back to work on, um, I le uh, left the company December 27, 2007, and on, in May, on May 9th, 2009, I uh, did my first boot camp again with uh, Ted Magnet and Cajun. And, you know, I got, I had a real job in that period of time. And the thing about it is this is the greatest job in the world. I mean, it just is. There's, there's a lot of down, there are a lot of downsides. Um, but like, you know, my job is traveling the world. I change lives every weekend. I have to, fl I have to flirt on the job. And, you know, as a, as a, I'm a, um, I'm a creative. I, I write. I do stand-up comedy, and so like being around people on the edge of emotion all the time is so inspiring and so exhilarating, and it's, um, you know, it, it's amazing. And and I meet the most amazing people, and and I get to have a transformative role in their lives. It's it's exciting to go to work all the time. Yeah, so that's that's kind of interesting, you know. So you took uh, it was like a year and a half out, or around. Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Kind of. mm -hmm. so that's, that's you know quite quite a big break. Um, you know, one of the questions I've had in the past is, you know, it, are, are these skills that you pick up and you develop, and then if you don't practice them for a while, do they just kind of disappear and you have to kind of struggle up that hill again, or you know, when you came back in two thousand nine, was it just like you know? straight back into it uh, as if you'd never been out of it and it's just something that's kind of natural uh, no I don't I don't think it I'm not that kind of personality um, I'm, a, I'm a pretty emotional guy I'm pretty sensitive um, I really would you know like I, I've often been out where you know it's like I, I want to renew the supply or I'm just horny or I'm hungry or whatever and you know, I'm just, I'll be in the middle of a bar uh, or, or some watering hole with my friends, um, and I'll be thinking, man, I really want to find out what happens next in that book. Um, I, you know, so that's, my, that's where I'm coming from. I've had to learn how to make those environments fun, and I think that's one of the things that makes me, um, one of my, one of my um, uh, positive traits as a teacher is that I, I can identify with students who don't necessarily think that clubs and bars um, you know, or going out expressly to meet women is a good use of time. Um, but I also don't lie to myself about how, you know, about being a horny male. So the, um, the skill set definitely atrophies. Uh, for me, it's, it's about common use. It's just that with it, because, you know, I had this talk with myself when I fell out of my relationship, and I think a lot of guys who leave a relationship can identify with this, where it's like, you're like, I was this guy, like what happened? And you have to remind yourself that you're still the same person. It's just a matter, it's a reference point. One of the things that I find really interesting about, particularly coming back into the world of um, sort of tactical seduction or dating science or love systems after a long hiatus, is that um, a long hiatus from a relationship, is that um, relationships, for a love relationship to work, there has to be a mutual need. And I think that balancing... Um, the level of need, you know, as, as anybody who studies this stuff knows, like neediness is toxic to attraction. And the thing is, like, if you don't need someone, why are you exclusive to them? You know, like, you, if somebody needs to be like, oh, my God, the, the sun rises out of our ass, like, that need, that's the person you've got to commit to. And 
while that is great for a relationship, you still need to maintain your own strength. You need to be iron. You need to, um, you need to, you know, the certain part, uh, you still cannot be weak. And I think there is a, a great tendency in, um, in men, uh, possibly for all time, but certainly these days, where, um, when you get into a relationship, you, it, you, you, you soften. Um, you relinquish that that edge, and I think that that it turns off women. It's one of the reasons why women sort of find themselves disillusioned with the one T-man that they they uh, took up with, and also you find that your your edges have dulled when you go back into the dating world or when you're acting with uh, other other women. You realize that uh, you soften, and I think you definitely have to take the whetstone of experience back to your edge and, um, and hone it. But, uh, and, and that's just, I, I think that's for any guy in a relationship because I get a lot of, you know, jocks and, and warriors and, and, and people who have like just been, a, you know, they've had girls throw in their lap and they married a 10 and then some, you know, just didn't work out. And then they're like, Oh, Whoa, what happened? And that's a matter of sort of, coming from a different reference point, and those guys get good really quickly, and I don't know how much practice they need, but I imagine it's less. Whereas for a guy like me, you know, I'm, I don't have some of the background that some of our instructors do, so I, I really do. I have to practice. I have to, I have to make use of the skills, or, um, you know, that's my, I, part of who I am is, is uh, a, a little less uh, hyper-masculine than, sort of what I know to be the most, the, the path of least resistance toward getting women. Right. And, like, would you say that that's something that you could change about yourself, but maybe you don't want to because you're you're happy the way you are? Um, yes, but that's a very, to me, that's really the essence of what it, of what, makes this stuff interesting and beautiful and tragic is that um, you cannot you have to, like guys guys who say I don't like clubs at bars right like like guys who say uh, I want to I want to get a new 10 every night and 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 play Halo uh, at like a tournament level or something you know it's like you it's like what 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 aspect of yourself do you have to sacrifice in order to get good with girls and one of the hardest parts about learning this stuff is taking a hard look in the mirror and um, acknowledging that there are some parts of yourself that are going to um, that, that can change and should change because they reflect an aspect of you that is mired in fear and that is um, uh, terrified of change. That is, it's a reflection of an insecurity that you probably should have outgrown. And a lot of uh, guys fall prey to that, and the, we, we have a tendency where instead of describing a behavior, we identify with it. We say, this is who I am, and what I think anybody learning this stuff should do is kind of be open-minded to all of all experiences and try to try to really be submissive before life and, and, um, and try to eat joy out of any experience because you might find after a year of doing it that you uh, you you have different interests and different enthusiasms um, and that you are a different person. I find that after doing uh, the work that I did to be to to uh, get a very high level of skill uh, with beautiful women, um, I 
some parts of me changed, and I had, you know, I had sort of gradually, like a poison, adopted contempt for certain aspects of my former self. But I still love escapism. You know, I still am, I'm still a nerd, and I always will be, and I don't, and, and that's the other part is you go, okay, well, if that's an aspect of you that you are, you know, at what point do you make changes explicitly for the sake of getting more women? And at what point are you going to um, accept that that's part of who you are and anybody you want to spend time with, uh, you, need to, you, you need to do the work of accepting who that is, sort of like down to the simplest level of like, extinguishing the notion of guilty pleasures. I mean, really insidious stuff. Um, it's, w there's a tendency in uh, people who, in any of the information about this stuff, including our literature at Love Systems, where it's like, be yourself is such terrible advice. Be yourself is terrible advice as it is presented to people, but be yourself is actually the best advice, uh, which, you know, one of the things that um, Braddock mentions in uh, 9 and 10 game, the interview series that we have, um, he says one of the things that I really struck out was he goes, you need to be authentic, you need to be authentic, you need to be authentic. I think being, um, being aggressively yourself is really good advice. And that means like digging deep down and finding out who you are and not being lukewarm about life. Uh, it's not necessarily that you have to be an extrovert um, it's not necessarily that you have to be, um, you know, uh, James Bond in the corner. It's that you have to wholly commit to being who you are. And I think that that ties into the fear uh, that I mentioned earlier that a lot of guys give into that inhibits their growth. Not, and and I, I believe that it doesn't just inhibit their growth with women. I believe that the growth with women is a symptom of a greater sickness that is born from a habit of fear. Hello. Yep. Here. Great. Great stuff, Owen. I just I just took a few notes down there because you know you, you basically went through a whole bunch of topics that I thought were interesting. Um, so you know one of the one of the things was that you know I think I think is there some kind of test basically because what you're saying is like you know there's bits of you that you know you you should keep and they're good, um, and then there's there's other bits that maybe you have to break out of your comfort zone because some some of the time what we think is good might be part of be actually the comfort zone. We feel comfortable with it, so it feels good. Um, but it's not actually something that is, is giving us value in our lives and is contributing to it. Is there some kind of test or, you know, some, some way we can help ourselves to identify which parts of us which we should be kind of breaking down and exploring and opening up to new areas versus something that, you know, we should maybe work on as a strength and is good for our lives? Hell yeah, hell yeah. The, I think the test is fear. I think the test is uh, is uh, is just throwing yourself mercilessly at your fear and at um, making yourself uncomfortable. I think the comfort zone is uh, is the most uh, one of the most dangerous and and uh, insidious and seductive mindsets that we fall into. And um, it gets it's very it's a, it's complicated because. As a society, I think one of the things that we have fallen into is the mistake of confusing comfort, pleasure, happiness, satisfaction, fulfillment. All those ideas kind of get lumped together. They, you know, pleasure and happiness are not the same thing. Um, there is 
there is satisfaction and fulfillment to be found of really hard work, and um, and there is pleasure and fulfillment to be found in sacrifice. And we forget those ideas because, uh, you know, in the case of something like um, seduction, for instance, are boners. Uh, but uh, but I think that by you know your your fear lets you know what you need to do next. A lot of times, you know you you know who you really are when you test yourself against your fear. You test yourself against discomfort. And I say pursue uncomfortable situations. Travel to a foreign country alone. Um, approach women who are uh, intimidating to you. Uh, take up take up a, an activity that you think you're too dumb or too unathletic or too weak or something like that to pursue. Um, you know, lateral thinking. Learn learn an instrument. Uh, learn a new language. Uh, learn do something that's you know check yourself. Check your check your level of comfort. Um, and I think that that's probably that's the best thing. The other thing I would say um, is is practice. Uh, I don't want to say the word abstinence, but I want to say to uh, to abstain from certain things. Um, I didn't. I I man. Uh, video games, I have a lot of simulated memories, let me put it that way. Um, and I, I really abstained from playing video games for a, a really long, for me, a very long time, something like 18 months, 20 months, when I, uh, when I first found this stuff. Uh, and that was, that was a concrete decision where I was like, I, I want to work on this, and any time when I have a controller in my hand or I've got a mouse and keyboard, then I need to, um, I really need to, um, uh, be working on this other thing, and that was a, that was an illuminating choice. And at the at the end, uh, you know, I came away sort of understanding uh, myself self more. But I, you know, that was ta- that was giving up something. Um, I think, you know, you know, it's part of it is like, you know, there's sometimes some people should even give up sex. Some people should give up, you know, chasing women. Like, find out who you really are. And uh, I think that's the test, though, is uh, is looking at your own fear and looking at the things that bring you, you know, that gives you peace and satisfaction, and and testing what you would be like if you did without. This is very marine uh, advice, by the way. So I, I you know, it's just, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like that, that your interesting background. I just, I just want to check that actually. Like, uh, I've, I've got down mm-hmm. that you wanted to become a priest uh, originally. Yeah, I, I was very, I was very religious. I was very religious. Um, I, I didn't want to. I thought I was going to. I thought that that was what was ahead of me. And, right. um, you know, I was, I was very dumb. So I, uh, probably I'm still dumb, but I, I, uh, I, w- I thought somehow I could be, uh, a priest and, um, and yet, you know, also, Maybe maybe be maybe be a, like a famous actor or something like that. I somehow you know like I was gonna make them make them work together. Um, and then uh, the I had a sort of a, a, a life shattering relationship and uh, and it it really shook my faith and uh, I came away sort of uh, not not convinced that uh, ordination and uh, that kind of thing. And by the way, priest, I, I had somebody left a comment on my blog about the word priest and they think oh a catholic priest or eastern orthodox priest and i'm using it very very you know i'm being very um snooty with my language i i somebody pointed out i i wanted to become a minister because i wanted to become a presbyterian ordained in the presbyterian church um but i'll we can get into a semantic argument but that to be more specific that's what i wanted yeah well it certainly looks like you know you haven't had a problem with 
putting yourself in different positions, you know, from from wanting to go for a priest and then in the military and, you know, later you were a comedian. I'm not sure if you're still a comedian, but, you know, it's quite a variety mm-hmm. of different areas. So you're certainly kind of proving what you're saying, basically. I mean, it's, it's what you've, you've done. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's maybe maybe one of the things that um, you know. There's certain everybody comes into a situation with a certain advantage with uh, into you know when they learn about the world of seduction or whatever you want to call it. When they learn that there is when they learn that there are people out there who have thought about this and sort of tried to take this dirty or you know highly organic analog process and to systematize it into something repeatable. Um, everybody comes into it with different strengths and uh mine was a, a an existing tendency to punch my fear in the face and uh as well as a a pretty good sense of humor and i think those are that you know every but you know some guys come into this much taller much better looking more athletic more richer you know everybody everybody's got their their advantages um but uh yeah i, I probably did set off on the right foot with that. Well, another thing about, you know, you're saying you gave up uh, video games uh, for a while. Uh, there's, there's focus, right? There's there's, um, there's a lot to be said about focusing on developing this skill set for a while and, you know, really, if, it, if it's, you know, going out a lot or high frequency, it's, it's reading a lot, um, there's, there's a power to focus. Is that something that took a role and, and that you advise your students to do, is like focus on this area for a while? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it it depends on your goals. Um, I think that realistically, going out, um, you know, two two times a week, you know, Friday Saturday, you're not going to see a dramatic growth, but you'll see a growth if you you pay attention and you learn, and you commit to learning. But I I think that anybody who has really risen about you know vastly beyond what they expected when they found the stuff like I did um the you know I never you know, I, I was you know I was guilty of hero worship you know I I had I had my idols in uh, the secret underground internet seduction community and um and sort of you know one by one you sort of you you burn those idols you go oh that's that that person is not quite what he's cracked up to be um and you uh you uh, I think that relentlessness had a lot to do with that, and I think that anybody who really, really rises uh, above where they were before has 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 taken it with relentlessness. And I think probably the most important thing, if I was to give it in sort of an action format, just as, as a teacher, I want to give something actionable, which is that the the habit is more important than anything else. It's more important that you approach you know, seven days a week if possible. It doesn't, you know, if you approach two girls seven days a week, then, you know, you're, you're, you're doing better. If you, if you approach, um, uh, 20 girls a night on Friday and Saturday, then what you're doing is, you know, it's this sort of side thing you do on the weekend. And if you're that much farther from being an attractive person and you're and it's, and it's just a thing you do on weekends. It's, uh, and I think that because this is something, this isn't, you know, to get better at it as a skill, and like any skill, there's there's the pursuit of mastery. Then you know you need to commit to it and commitment uh, toward a skill that that where there's success or failure invariably involves sacrifice. But 
um, if you, you know, a lot of guys stop, stop that. And I think that's fine because I think that, um, you do have to figure out what you really want. And for a lot of guys, they might think that they want tens or, or whatever, but what they really want is, um, someone they want to, they want to feel less lonely. And I think if you apply this stuff consistently and by apply it, I mean, like get out of your house, go talk to girls. That's essential. Um, you will have dramatic, your, your options inevitably expand and it's, and it, and it's actually probably a pretty small group, um, that actually take the stuff and really, really run with it. But if you really want to dramatically improve your results, you, you have to be really hard on yourself and you have to take out, you have to make a lot of sacrifices. Um, and those sacrifices sometimes are something trivial like video games. Um, and sometimes they can be financial because there's an opportunity cost and you'll, you'll miss business because of it. And sometimes it is a, um, sometimes you end up sacrificing friends because as your reality changes and as your perspective on the concept of value and the concept of, you know, your, your, your friends who, who are the guys that you smoke pot and ate ice cream with while, you know, finishing a six pack and, uh, and, you know, watching, watching, you know, TV with like, you guys, Oh, those guys are doing shit. Um, they're not healthy. And then they, then they accuse you of not being yourself. So some of these, you know, you, you, you got to go through the crucible um, in order to emerge something stronger. A lot of sword imagery in this conversation. Okay. So, you know, um, one, of, one of the things uh, that you touched on earlier I wanted to go back to was uh, when we were talking about relationships, um, you know, since, mm-hmm. since you hiatus and you were out there. So, you know, relationships, as you say, are – Probably, the, you know, they are the main reason that a lot of people get into this. However, often people get a bit sidetracked once they're into it, you know. But often they'll come straight back, you know. They'll get sidetracked because, you know, of all the options. And also a bit of social pressure, maybe, um, from the community or, you know, from the other people they're connected to. But then they often come back to this relationship, right? Um, and it, it is, I think, I think it is one of the challenges to move into the relationship area after you've been maybe learning some of this stuff. So I wanted to talk about it uh, briefly, especially as, you know, um, I I know one of the topics you worked on for a while was breakthrough comfort, and that's kind of linked. So, you know, in in a relationship, there's there's a level of intimacy you've got to develop. But as you were talking about earlier, you're talking about being strong and, you know, being strong in a relationship and not losing that. How do you make the difference or how do you balance or... um, how, how did you, how did you how do you find that you have to move you can in, you can have both strength and intimacy and develop the relationship and maybe the softer side the way you look at it. Fuck man, I I wish I had a better answer. I mean, I'm I'm really good at getting girls to become retarded for me, but and that's and you know that's what a guy wants. Yeah, what a lot of times guys are like, I don't like that. And so breakthrough comfort's not for them because it's not um you know if you don't want those extreme emotions and don't take the class. Um, and it's really not appropriate because it's a very powerful tool. Um, I think that uh, anybody who uh, understands it and employs it, but gets inarguably, I mean, you know, I, and I shudder, you know, I'm, I'm civil here's this problem, but I don't, I feel like it's just reverse engineering love. It's not, it's not anybody who's ever been in love has experienced all the little elements of breakthrough comfort and it's not, it's 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 inc- it's it's an atom bomb, but as far as relationships go, man, I 
it's I don't know. I have, I've had this conversation with a lot of instructors and a lot of guys who do this like at a, at, at the level where we do it. It's it's hard, man, because you know if a girl if a girl tries to press on you in a way that you don't want and you care about her, but you also you you know that a boundary is being pushed. You know, guys and guys say, well, you got a trainer. It's like, yeah, okay, to an extent, you can train women, but. You know, and, and more to the point, to a large extent, they can train us. Um, so that becomes about frame control. And it's like, how much how much do you really want to fucking control your fucking frame in a relationship, man? Like, isn't that the point that you're supposed to be able to relax, yep. you know? And, you know, I, I I don't have a good answer because, you know, I some, I'm... I'm seeing girls right now who are very sweet and very compliant, and I've laid down hardcore boundaries where... You know, if you press for too much, then I will be a fucking Thompson-shaped cloud of dust, Looney Tune style. I will no longer be there. Don't don't press me. And that comes from experience where girls press and you go, uh, this is not, I don't like girl, you're, we're supposed to be having sex and here you are, you're crying. This is, I really, I have a buoy to watch. You know, like it's, um, and so, and, and I don't even like saying that because it sounds so heartless, but I, I hope there are guys out there who can identify with me. Um. But it it is um, it is you know I think that's sort of it comes down to being ridiculously overwhelmingly yourself um, and like and not and knowing what knowing the things you can't bend on knowing when to bend knowing when to break and in order to do that you have to really know yourself you know, like in a way that most I think most people walking around don't really really know themselves. They, they, it's easier to, uh, to get lulled into the ongoing world and your cubicle and your, and your car payments and your big screen TV and all the, you know, just all the, all the, the easy, the easy achievements of life. And I, you know, or, or the hard achievements, but you get, you know, you get lulled. And, uh, and so, you know, like I, you know, in the, in the community, Right, you'll get guys who are like relationships. Fuck that! It's like really, really yeah. intimacy and bonding with another human being, like having someone who's there for you, somebody to depend on, somebody who like takes care of you when you're when you're vulnerable. I don't get vulnerable. Really? You don't? You don't have any demons visit you in the dark of night? No, I'm a hundred percent confident all the time. I don't believe you. And you know, there there. There is an inherent tragedy in being a sentient, upright human being, and I just think that uh, women, their intuition and their emotion and um, and their ability to be in the moment in ways that we can't uh, or often can't, just bring a lot. And I and I question I question people's ability to maintain that really serious, hardcore intimacy with multiple people at the same time. And, uh, and I think a lot of men are worried about what other people think or they're worried or they have a this sort of version of masculinity that they need to uphold. And so the idea that they might need intimacy at some level is, is anathema to them. Um, well, fuck, you know, and, and some of them don't, by the way. I don't want to make a generalization about shit. Like, you know, hell no. Like, there's some, you know, if you're out there and you're thinking, that doesn't sound like me, I just want to put my dick in anything and, like, 
and hear, you know, uh, hear a girl screaming or completely ignore her because it feels so good around my dick, that's fine too. But I think a lot fewer guys uh, uh, have that inclination, and I think that the ones, uh, I think that uh, we get seduced into wanting, you know, this sort of this sort of proto Aphrodite uh, who falls, you know, checks off certain boxes, and um, I think being honest with yourself when you're screening for women is uh, screening for screening women for the kind of traits that you desire is um, is really important and that's how to sort of start the relationship um, as far as being in it once you have like a hardcore skill set I my head is off to you because that is a hard 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 thing and I've been in I've fallen in love twice since I that was good enough to teach this shit and and both times, the there were really serious consequences to the fact that I was like, I can go and replace you right now. Of course, you can't replace them. You know that's what love is. But you can you can definitely uh, see situations that would be a lot less complicated, a lot less difficult. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, love love is such a strange thing because it really is about reconfiguring your priorities to include somebody else's. Um, and that is, uh, that kind of selflessness is not community talk, you know? I mean, the community isn't this, you know, nobody's, part of this is that willingness to please um, and all that is not, you know, you need to, I'm not, I hope I'm making some sense. I'm kind of rambling, but I... Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, no, I mean, I mean, there are different types of relationships as well, right? So... Yeah. What one person may be happy with, and another person isn't going to be going to be happy with in terms of the boundaries. Um, yeah. In terms of the intimacy, someone, someone, like you say, each of us has parts that you know, parts of us, and you know, someone wants a lot of intimacy, or you know, another guy, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't want that intimacy. He's like really focused on his career, and he just wants to come back to a wife, you know, if he gets married, like at the weekends, and have someone there, you know. So there's different types mm-hmm. of ideals we we all have, I guess. Um, yeah. which makes all that much more complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, th- I, feel, I feel like in this topic, you, we, you know, the more granularity we apply and the more examples of different types of men and, and women that we talk about and, and the different scales of beauty, it's such a, it's such a huge topic. And I think it, 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 it essentially boils down to knowing who you are and having that uh, enter into when you when you're getting a woman to qualify herself. Like when you're the actual tactical part of qualification is your measuring investment and your rewarding of investment. You're rewarding her for being for caring what you think enough to try to impress you and advertise herself, or you're trying to validate her for something that um, you know you're validating her for her investment in her own life. Um, you know, providing compliments in a way that's meaningful. That's right. tactical. Like that's how to sleep with them. But for yourself. You need to actually get them to qualify themselves on what you want, what you need, what you're what you're looking for, and that that's going to be different for everyone. Yeah, I, th- I think what you just like made me think of as like I mean that that what you're saying that that pretty much applies to um, developing intimacy in the relationship as well. You know, normally you'll have the girl, she she kind of makes a play for greater intimacy. You know, she'll do mm-hmm. something. Re- if you something really nice to you. Yeah, she has to. She and that's where you, if you do it. Don't, just, this little pro tip, well, again, teacher tip, don't ever 
men should never move toward escalating the level of intimacy of a relationship, ever, 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 ever. I know somebody out there listening is going to be like, ah, I would be different. I would be different. And it's like, and, and I, I wish you the best, but, like, there, man, that'll burn you. That'll burn you bad. Anyway, sorry. You think from the guy's side, right? Yeah, yeah, guys really shouldn't. Um, they shouldn't uh, it, to proactively escalate intimacy. That's what you're saying. Yeah, like, like it's, it's, it, again, there, every, you know, there's a, there's a, a percentage where that's not going to be the case. But for the most part, if you are, you know, you have the more masculine role in the relationship, right? Which, you know, there's certain background that I kind of assume for people who are listening to this. But if you are, if you are a more, the, the more masculine element of the relationship, women want somebody who is more powerful than they are. And this is part of their role is to be the ones who try to, uh, get more intimacy from you and right. um, and you can be open to it in fact you could be waiting like a, a cat ready to pounce but you can't um, it, it is it is a, uh, a thorny path to be the one to be like I think it's time we move to the next step uh, that's that it's not that it never works it's that it almost always is going to be better off if she pushes if she if she's pushing is it going to be verbal is it going to be blatant maybe maybe not but but like, yeah totally you know, agree you yeah um, anyway yeah so i mean when she does you know when she does go for that um obviously you know i think something that guys have to keep in mind is that they have to uh make sure they're rewarding it like you say right so um you know, if they do want that intimacy and she, she's going for it, then, you know, they reward that type of behavior. That's as the same, mm-hmm. same with the original figure. Um, yeah. Okay, like, you know, we've done a good runaround here. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you um, before we go is, you know, what is the number one thing that either you found important in your development or that you consistently find is important for your students, you know, just that one thing? It comes to mind. The one thing. I want to pressure you. <laughs> well, can I can I make it three? Sure, if that's what it is. I I think I think I and I I included I on my blog. I just recently finished something I've been working on for like a year, which is my the Big Ten rules I teach and. The three things that I see guys make the mistakes for over and 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 over again that would just their 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 game would be changed so fast if you know the degree to which they could fix these things is the degree to which they would improve you know that that at that rate and the first is uh don't ask permission don't ask permission to talk to anyone you don't need permission to talk to anyone um and this goes quadruple folds for beautiful women and, and, and you know if you're getting rejected five times in a row you are asking permission your body language your your voice tonality something about you is saying I hope this goes well is it okay if I talk to you and if you do that a lot of times the answer is going to be no it's not and then the next one um, is uh, everything I say is right and everything is going according to plan should be sort of your mentality it's a uh, that's how to handle any shit test, any anything problem that comes up. Just you got to be unflappable. And developing an impervious to negative external pressures is one of the most important skills. So like never, never going, uh, you know, girls like, are you gay or you're fat or why are you wearing that shirt? You just gotta go, uh, uh, you know, you have that moment where you feel like you got kicked in the chest. You can never ever have that. And you and the hotter the girl, the more they that that little that 
nanosecond spoils the impression of your confidence and kills it. Um, and then the last one is to escalate. It is just it is something that a lot of guys have problems touching. They have problems, um, you know, be be the gropey guy and then learn where the boundaries are. And I'm stressing this, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're a, a motherfucker, uh, don't be the gropey guy and don't rape women. But if you want to get good at, at fast escalation, you want to get good at closing, you need to learn what the boundaries actually are. And so you need to discover physical boundaries and relationship boundaries instead of determining them. Guys draw a line for themselves, and as a result, they don't get the results that they want, and they don't get them as quickly as they want. So it's um, don't ask permission to talk to anyone. Everything I say is right, and everything's going according to plan. And um, uh, discover boundaries, don't determine them. And I did all of these on my blog, futuristicwords.com. Uh, and that's sort of, you know, I did 10 other, seven other rules as well. But, um, so yeah, that's what I would, that's what I would say. Okay, great. So guys, was it futuristic.com? Futuristic words and love Futuristic systems. Com. Uh, great. So if you want to get those other points, uh, great points, uh, Thompson. Okay. Well, it's been great talking to you today. 